Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, and I need a laugh, there's a help in people. Don't pass talking to these funny people. He's asking what they find in the town stories. Can somebody yell out the name of the show, please? It's my mate, to my mate what a toaster on the show this week it's about time we've done this we've, we've had comedians actors singers writers and we now have someone who's in fact just written a book but first and foremost a, a farmer finally amanda owen we have a farmer on my mate bought a toaster you have got a farmer shepherdess sherpa shoveler of you know what. <laughs> feel free to say shit no. you can say shit on this podcast <laughs> can we yeah. oh, you can this, a- is an, this is an after hours podcast you can think about it like that. I mean, we're recording it at lunchtime, but, you know, if I draw the curtain, we could pretend it's midnight and that's easy. It's easily done. Well, with me, I don't ever know what time it is. It's light o'clock, dark o'clock. That's how I operate. Well, of course you have. It's all it's all about sun up, sun down for you, right? Absolutely. Uh, so, Amanda, I've got your um, phone in my hand. How do you feel about the fact that a random man is holding your mobile phone, first of all? I'm feeling very, very nervous because I, 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 I had been given a heads up mm. that this was going to happen, but as per usual, it went in one ear, out of the other, forgot all about it. So I... I'm coming into this completely blind. Okay, I have good. no idea what is in that list. Well, let me take you through it. Let me let's dive back into Amanda Owen's past. Sit back, relax. It's going to be like purchase history therapy. You're on a sofa. There's some biscuits next to you. How can I relax mm. when when you see you're looking at this with oh, that? You see, you just oh. did that. You just did that sort of outward sort of. Outward breathing out that the the plumber does when it's going to be a really expensive job or an electric. Oof. Exactly. Oof. This is who's done this for you then. That's the first thing they always say. Who did this for you? You. Right. Listen. Here we go. Amanda Owen. Uh, we're going back to two thousand and five. That's when you started using Amazon. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you bought a whole load of things right at the end of two thousand and five. And it's pretty on message. It's pretty on brand. Uh, you have bought three different books about tractors. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Three books about tractors. About tractors. You've bought the Osborne Big Machines Guide to Tractors. Okay. Um, look at that. It's beautiful. Can you see that? It's fantastic. I think I think we've still got that book. I think it's a favourite. And you bought Tractor Farming Machines. Mm-hmm. Um, machines at Work. Again, one of those sort of, I love those kind of kids' textbooks. Like at school, you'd assume it would be boring, but if you have it at home, it's interesting. It's all pictures and, and you can smell that paper. I love it. Well, I, well, I was going to say, I think that that will be one of the one of the copies that's probably still kicking around. It'll be a bit chewed. Mm. It'll have a few sort of coffee cup stains on it. It'll be used for all kinds of things. Probably a few scribbles, but I bet you're any money, it's still there. It's still there. I think it's, it must have been, it must have been, it must have been coming up to Christmas. That's what I'm reckoning. 100%. This is 7th of December. Mm-hmm. So this is obviously for the kids. So- Panic. So, I'm panicking. So 2005. So Amanda, you're famous for obviously being uh, a farmer. You're also famous for having about 450 children. <laughs> so in 2005, how, how... I didn't in 40,000. What? How many did you have in 2005? Are these not for you? For you now, hang on. Then? This is like countdown. This has mm. gone instantly to countdown because I'm going to have yeah. to start 
start rewinding back and trying to work it out. I think two. Okay. I think. All right. Or three. Two and a half. (laughs) Two and a half, we'll say. And you are, what are you doing with your life at this point? Christmas 2005, you are, you're obviously farming. You are, you're getting them the kit. You're getting the kids into the farming way, right? If you're getting the tractor books. Absolutely. Um, I'm sort of, yeah, we're, we're living it. We're doing it. In fact, in a sort of kind of, I don't know, in a sort of, in, in, in simple terms, we're just doing the same as we do now. We're farming away. We're, we're sort of looking after the cows, looking after the sheep. And I'm also at the very beginnings of starting what turned out to be a big family. But I didn't know that then, did I? Did I you? didn't make a plan. You didn't there was have... no family plan. Right, okay. Ever. So, so, so you never planned to get to How many have you got? Nine. So you never made a plan to get to nine? No. It just it just happened? Yeah, it just happened. In fact, I'm, I'm slightly wondering if I ever ordered any pregnancy oh. testing kits and stuff oh, we'll I, to that. I might have done might have done yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah maybe if I search for that I think maybe there's that's probably a one thing, thing that you're not going to find that I was ordering on there mm. well we'll, we'll find out <laughs> um, how like how does it work in terms of doing the farming and being in that environment and having young kids was it just completely free range just letting them go and, and even when they were like three years old or were you on them the whole time and parking all the farming stuff how were you doing both things um, I was doing absolutely both things making up as I going along I was sort of making it fit because to be quite honest with you it had been rather a baptism of fire I literally I suppose I hadn't I hadn't realised ridiculously actually how how tied I was going to be when I actually started to have children so I had to adapt so it was like okay right I've got a child I can't use a push chair this isn't this isn't even happening. I'm gonna to have to think of another way to be able to operate and carry on doing what doing what I'm doing. So bought myself a papoose and off we went. We wherever I went, the children went. Yeah, I had to I had to adapt and I had to adapt quickly. And it worked. Blooming right it did. Yeah. Blooming right it did. Well if it hadn't have worked, I probably wouldn't have got to having nine children. You wouldn't have got to that number, exactly. Absolutely. I bet that papoose got some use as well. Blimey. It did, and I've still got it. No, which you've used for all nine of them. I have. I've used it for oh. all nine of them. So maybe you can't you can't resell it on, on Amazon, but maybe maybe that's the next thing that has to go on eBay. Forget reselling that, you should frame it. That's the most used papoose <laughs> since biblical times. Surely that's amazing. I think maybe I do you know what? I should probably re-gift it to someone in the same situation as mm. me, shouldn't I? That'd no, be a good thing. No offense, I wouldn't want a papoose that's gone through nine kids. I mean, imagine the stains. It was like a map. I thought of, about oh. that, but I do believe, if I remember rightly, I think it washed. So I think we're okay on that okay, one. Washable <laughs> um, so you've got the papoose on. The kids are arriving. You're you're at the farm. <laughs> when did you move to the farm then? Because other things happened before, right? You were a model. Were you out of out of that world and you came back to it? Or did you always know you'd end up there? I never knew that I'd end up there. Literally, I'd, I'd floated about. I'd been contract shepherding. I'd been moving around where the work was. I went... I lived um, I lived in a caravan, I lived in a little cottage, I moved about, I, I literally followed the sheep, followed the work, I was working on sheep shearing gangs, I was um, working sort of at various times, yeah, I could I could lamb right through from, from December right through till May, so I would move sort of up the country where the sheep were lambing, so I hadn't really, hadn't really settled in any one given place. Mm. Um, I came to the farm, in, I first came and visited the farm in 1996. Okay. Okay. So you could never have known then that that's no, no, no. You don't, out. do you? I mean, it's a, it's it's always a, a a sort of 
series of, of little sort of occasions, little happenings that take you to, to where you end up. It mm. was 2000 when I got married. So mm-hmm. that's when I sort of like officially took up residence at Ravensea. I love the fact you have no plan, Amanda. I, I never have a plan. Who has a plan? Come on. Well, if I'm honest, no offence, listeners, psychopaths are the ones who've got plans. And you do, <laughs> you do get that. People who really, you know, think through the, the what they want to do oh, with their no. life. You're it's only going to get let down. You're going to get let down. It's the, micro, the microcosm of it for me is the holiday, right? And my wife, if we go on holiday, my wife insists on knowing exactly where we're going to eat every night and what we're going to do every day. And that's a plan. And you know, you don't have any joy when you do that. You should just go there and we'll, we'll see what happens. That's it. I've always been... We'll see what happens. Mm. That has been, I suppose that could be my, actually my strap line, actually. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll make it up as we go along. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like, it's the Yorkshire. It's the bluffer. It's the blagger in me. It's make it up as we go along. Is that a Yorkshire thing then? Is that like- Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I literally sort of agree to do something. Such as perhaps even, <laughs> such as perhaps even your podcast, and then think, right, I'll I'll sort it out when the time comes. Mm. I'm not going to overthink it. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's such a good, it's such a good way of living. Um, all right, listen, we're moving on to 2007 now, Amanda, and you have bought, oh, this looks nice, Journey Home, uh, Border Collie, some kind of dog thing. Um, and I can't find the actual item because the item no longer exists and there's no image available. All right, we'll what, was, what was it called? Something to do with Border Collie. Journey Home, Border Collie and Sheep Dog. I think it's some kind of sheep thing, but we can't. It sounds like some sort of sheep di- sheepdog DVD, but right. I don't. I'm, but you see, I'm not into that sort of. I'm not into Watership Down Tack or the Otter Bambi. It doesn't. I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have been like some sort of kind of lassie style sheepdog based mm. kind of DVD. Why would you want to watch that when you're living that? Exactly. Stupid. I wonder if it was like a training video. Could okay. have been a training video. But usually they're called things like "Come by." That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. Those little things you see, those little commands that slip into your everyday speech. This is for training a sheepdog, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Come by. That's clockwise. Away. That's anti-clockwise. That'll do. That means that'll do. Like that'll do. And those in increasingly w- desperate tones. So, so come by. That's the one I've heard before. Come yeah, by. Yeah. That's clockwise. All right. Okay. And okay. then what's anti-clockwise? Away. 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 Come by. Where? What, what, what happens if I say it in my awful southern accent? Away. Away. That's not going to work, is it? <laughs> Away, away. Look, no, away. It, it might do. Your dog kind of has to tune into you. I wonder what I was buying. I wonder. I don't know what that was. Okay, well that's fine. That's okay. fine. I'm interested in the dog thing. Mm-hmm. My goodness, I'm interested in the dog thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you have bought third of December. I wonder if uh, this is a Christmas vibe here. Uh, Top Gear, seriously cool driving music. <laughs> do you know what? I, sadly, I think I've still actually got that. It's, that. You know, yeah. it's that music, isn't it, that you put on. When you're in a car, it's equivalent of like drive time. Yeah, it's it's that music that's got the beat, it's got the rhythm. You turn it up, you wind your window down, you put your arm on the side, you put your sunglasses on, mm-hmm. you're off. It and gets this you is, in the mood. And this is also this is so my kind of music. Mm-hmm. It's all that sort of late '90s, early noughties indie. You got the Killers, Mr. Brightside. Exactly. Nothing's wrong when you listen well, to that no, song. No, exactly. We still listen to that. It takes you to a place, doesn't it? It's brilliant. It's absolutely yeah, brilliant. No, I'm all right with that purchase. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'll stick with that one. Oh, yeah, this is the There's lots of people giving that the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, this isn't shopping shame. It wasn't the Cheeky Girls or anything like that, was it? <laughs> okay. No, no this, is, this has got integrity. It's got the Manic Street Preachers on it, Amanda. Come hey, on. I saw it for the first... I'm living my life back to front, you see. I bought, I bought, I bought the music then, but I actually 
saw the Manic Street Preachers this year. Really? So everything going the opposite way around with me, back to front. So you did not go and do that thing as a kind of no. crazy indie teen? No. Because you were too busy shearing sheep too and going up and down the country. Too busy on with the sheep. I did the countryside thing and, and I've, I've now got um, the opportunity to do that. Are you living, living some sort of second childhood by accident? Yeah, Is that I'm like Benjamin here? Button, but the female <laughs> version, exactly. Backwards. With excellent sheep skills. Mm. Um, oh, I love the Manics. How were they? Brilliant. As expected. You can rely on them, can't they? You know, you 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 sort of see you see you see who's sort of on the playlist, and you look and you're like, oh, don't know about this. You know, you've got some up and coming bands. It's usually someone unexpected who hits you and blows you away. But yeah. I just knew, I just knew they were going to be great, and they delivered. So good, yeah. so good. I wonder though, when I go and watch gigs now, people like Manics, like they were, I was so into them when I was younger. See, and I feel like I've I've parked them a bit now because Have I did you? it when I was younger, and now I'm a boring old man. Listening to, you know, Abba. What are you? Well, are you? Well, a little bit, yeah. I've gone a bit that way because the radio station I work at, I've gone a bit Phil Collins and Abba, and I think I need to tune back into that. How old, manic... are, your, how old are, your, how are your children? That's the, that's the key. Six and ten. Yeah, you see, you maybe haven't hit it. You see, mm. I have a child for every kind of sort of musical age, if you see what I mean. Oh, that's good. So, of course, I have to stay on it and stay with it, and there is nothing bad. My kids are now coming back to the music and saying, I you used to play this to me when I was a kid and they're playing it again. It's doing it's on its it's on its second rounds, you know, the dance music, the stuff that I was loving, Ministry of Sound, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's all yeah. coming back. So your older kids are like sampled, yeah. Your older kids are a little bit artful dodger. Yeah. That's that was the era now. But it's, it's all coming back again, isn't it's it? It's all coming back again. But it also it keeps you with it because you can't you can't take your finger off the pulse because you're you're listening to what they're listening to too. It's good. That's also really what, good. But that is what kids do. Uh, broadly speaking, isn't it? They do keep you young and they keep you a bit sort of curious about life when they come back and tell you stuff. That's the best. Like, oh, yeah, it is the best. They do, but they also make me feel old at the same time. That's just a lack of sleep thing. Vitamins B and C and D. Get it for myself, for my health, on the cheap. Gotta stay in shape, but I'm so lazy. Cram online, next day delivery. Two thousand and eight, Amanda Owen here on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Again, Tractors. Oh, look, here's a fascinating read. I've not read this, but I've heard it's a really, really good book. Uh, it's called Lameness in Sheep. Um, it's <laughs> somehow didn't win the book. Do you know it's, what? I think I can tell you it was written, was it written by Agnes de Winter? It's, you know what you've done there? You, you've put in dirt to make it seem a little bit more literary. This isn't a book club, Amanda. It's just Agnes Winter. What an amazing name. I know. And probably in winter is when they often become more lame. So Yeah, there, you know, was, a, there was a bit of a connection, but yeah. Lameness and Sheep, I've still got that book. When that book comes out, you know there's problems. Yeah, it's lots and lots of pictures of everything from digital ovine dermatitis to foot rot to scald, you name it. So my cousin had sheep in Cornwall, and his thing that he always said about sheep was, they just want to die. They just find as many different <laughs> ways as possible to die. Is that true, or is he being nasty? No, he's he's being absolutely true. <laughs> Honestly, he wasn't feeding you misinformation there. It is absolutely true. I mean, it differs with breed and all the rest of it. But yeah, usually you have to say if there's sort of um, a sort of, I don't know, a very public and sort of unusual way to sort of go belly up, then a sheep will find it. <laughs> Definitely. You know what I mean? That yeah. That is the nature. That is the essence of sheep. Once you have learned and understood that, then then you're somewhere to becoming a shepherd. You always used to say, universal lambing aid, a spade. Because that was it. Because you would be, you'd have to bury things. Oh, it no. It happens. I know, tear, 
tearjerk, but it's it's a fact, isn't it? Yeah. How are you with that then? I know that's probably the question you get asked the most. What was when they when those beautiful sheep died? Do you have a kind of emotional coldness towards it now, or do you still get caught? No, you, you can't have an emotional coldness to it because no. because you couldn't do it. You wouldn't care. You have to care. You have to love them. Mm. You have to. You have to cuss at them, you have to care for them, and you have to do right by them. Do you have favourite ones? Do you have ones you think of from years ago and you're like, oh, that was always yeah. that was a good sheep? Really? Yeah, I do. I have favourite sheep, but you also, in the same breath, have the ones that you can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. The two go hand in hand. Well, not hand in hand. Kind of like no, yeah. foot. Rotten foot by rotten foot. Rotten foot by rotten foot. They are, yeah. Look at this. Contains over 100 black and white images, including diagrams and 30 colour photographs. In, uh, in yeah, it's book. useful. It's kind. Of, it's one of those. It's one of those that you need on the shelf. When it comes out, you know there's problems. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. one you want to be sort of looking at at breakfast time. How often do you get issues with the sheet? How often does the book come out then? How often are you like, oh god? Once a year. Oh, that's not too bad. Once oh my god. A, once a year. Once a year, I might have a quick flick through because there's something I want to know and then I'll put it back on the shelf and it'll remain there. Okay, it's not, it's not a family favourite. Fine, fine, fine. All right, good. I was thought okay. you were going to say like once a week or something. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. Um, no. We're looking through 2008 uh, here, Amanda, and uh, so we've had lameness in sheep. And all this stuff is, again, it's very, very on brand. Know your tractors. Know yeah. your sheep. Uh, are you not getting bored of this yet? Is you must not, be it's... joking. Yeah, how many comics I get on this you, and talk about their Edinburgh show? This is fascinating. Well, I mean, is this not like total not a tedium for you? For you, maybe, because it's, you know, maybe something you do for your life <laughs> every day. But for me, this is absolutely fascinating. I love it. I absolutely love I'm, it. I'm, I am feeling slightly worried because as you're scanning through, I'm thinking to myself, what is he going to find? Was there some major... Yeah. Have you found something? No, but I like my interviewees to feel slightly... <laughs> on nervous, edge. Like they're yeah, seeing I feel, yeah, I'm shopping on headmaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, here's an interesting one. You bought a first aid manual, right? Um, okay. Tell me about that, because how remote are you where you are? What happens when someone breaks a leg? What happens when someone opens up their head on a thing or what, you know? Well, it, uh, I mean... Spade. Just get the spade. Spade, yeah, spade. <laughs> no... I mean, really, you do. You have to have multi-skills. You have to be able to turn your hand to anything. Yeah. You need to be a, you know, you need to be able to to sort of cope in any emergency, level-headed, don't panic. So that's probably why I bought the first aid book. We get a lot of walkers, a lot of visitors coming through the farm, and with that come associated ailments and issues. Oh, so it's the ramblers who cause the issues because they break, go, go over on an ankle or something. Oh yeah, loads of that. Is that right? Loads of that. Yeah. So you know, you get we'll get the um, air ambulance, the helicopter out, but you know, it's it's about sort of, I suppose, be be prepared. I was a girl guide. Of course, be you were. prepared. So I'd obviously bought that. Maybe, maybe something had happened that had made me think that I needed to brush upon my skills. Mm. But I don't know what it was. I mean, you have, you know, broken arms, broken legs, all the rest of it. Have you ever hurt yourself out there doing your thing? Not really. Just very minor. Right. I, I kind of, I, I have sort of the constitution of a rhinoceros. <laughs> You're the opposite of a sheep, you do, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. You need like a blunderbuss or something to take me out. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> but that's true. Anyone who's had nine kids and lives on a farm, I think that's why we love the show as well. That is what's so interesting well, about I mean, it. It's watching about, you deal with I, stuff. I don't know whether you know, kind of, I'm sure that you do know about, obviously, the whole process of reproduction. Mm, go on. Which, obviously, and I've got nine children. Mm. But what we've talked about, about being remote and all the rest of it, has meant that actually I have had, I think, I think the head count so far has been six either en route to the hospital or on the farm. So DIY skills wow. is what I'm saying. You need to be able to do it yourself. Wow. Even had my eighth 
actually totally and utterly on my own with just my dog. No. Yes. Oh. Yes. Come by. Come by. No, no, no. Push, no it was, it push. Was, <laughs> Straight no, on. No, it was asleep. It was asleep. It was a terrier. It wasn't a sheepdog. Oh. But, but... Amanda, what was that like? Was it terrifying? No, it was great. Really? Well, hang on, where were the other kids? Asleep. Didn't want to wake them up. Didn't want to stress them. Everyone was asleep. That's I'm so proud beautiful. of that moment. I'm so proud of that moment, actually, because because it was it was just good. And it was kind of like doing what you say on the label. And I've always been, I've always been, you know, when you live where we do, which, you know, in terms in this country is a remote, isolated hill farm. You have to have a different mindset, like, like we're saying about the first aid manual, you need to be able to sort yourself. Mm. You're not reliant on anyone. Yeah. So therefore, I'm just gonna get on with it. Just get so on with when it. those contractions started for child number eight, you were like, <laughs> everyone's asleep. I'm just gonna sit down. I'm yeah. gonna stay calm. Yeah, stay calm. Mm. I mean, I know everyone's got that sign in the kitchen, aren't they? Keep calm and carry on. Mm. But that. Let's do an Amanda easy. version. Stay calm. That'll do. That's better. Put on a brew, have a cup of tea. <laughs> on the brew. So did the kids come down the next morning and you're like, right, I've got Weetabix, I've got uh, fruit, I've got a baby. Yeah. And they were just... But you see, again, they don't... They take everything in their stride because, in a way, they've always lived that life. They've always been out. They've always had... They've always had stuff going on, you know. Say, nearly a year ago, we, we went a whole week, no electricity, no water. You, know, you do things differently, right? Mm-hmm. You have a different kind of a mindset. and make do amend them. I think, I think my Amazon list should be full of quite practical things rather than frivolous. Yes, I'm saying this confidently, but yes. we're only on 2001. Well, we got 2010 now, but I mean, you're absolutely right. It is practical stuff. How to knit the Knitter's Bible. Oh, I see. Are. Obviously, that one went by the wayside because I still can't knit. <laughs> That was the end of that. Don't know where <laughs> that one, one went. One book, one book, one book. Um, what's this? Uh, we have got a glossary of words used in Swaledale, Yorkshire, from eighteen seventy three. Yeah, still got that. That was yeah. That was that was very interesting. That's me sort of. Mm. I guess. Do you know what? I think that's maybe me getting the the sort of writing bug a little bit. Mm. That's me starting thinking about that, and I was. I was looking into the history of the place because there was this real, there was this time when everybody was doing their own, their own family history. I think it was like everyone was like, oh yeah, doing your family tree, all the rest of it. Look back to where your roots are and where you came from. And literally I discovered that the pretty much the majority of my relatives had either been, you know, executed for pinching things or had died in a workhouse or cannon fodder. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to stop. I'm going to start looking into the history of where I live, the place, and see what I can find out. So that's probably that moment. Right. I'm on the cusp of sort of starting looking at what's around me and researching. So hang on. So just to unpack that a bit. So you found out all your relatives had Mm. died horrible deaths. Oh, very horrible. Well, it was funny because Raven, my oldest daughter, said to me the other day, she said she'd been talking to somebody about execution, like you do. Yeah. And it was to do with uh, a thing called the Halifax gibbet. Oh, gibbets. Oh, yes. Yeah, but it isn't what you think. I thought a gibbet was something that basically was, you know, about about hanging. But actually... Yeah, isn't it not hanging? What's well, the Halifax gibbet was actually an incredibly blunt guillotine. Oh. And I mean incredibly blunt. Oh, like a two or three goes to get the job done. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And apparently one of my distant relatives, way back in the 1600s, basically pinched something off washing line and 
that was where he went. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like, if you don't know who do you think you are? Because it would be it would be kind of who do you think you are? Because yes. it's horrendous. Ah, uh, but then but I was like, oh, okay, so that's the way it's going. But later on, and this was so exciting, mm. I found out that I did have a relative in the early she was in the early nineteen hundreds. And she made the headlines. She was on the front page of every tabloid. What did she do? Like wear she some was... trousers, something? You need it right. Go on. She was called Dora Thewlis and she was called the baby suffragette. And basically she was working up in Huddersfield, working um, in the mills. She gets on the train, comes down to London, and basically she tries to get into the Houses of Parliament. She gets arrested, and there is a picture of her being dragged away, screaming with all these police officers sort of strong arming her. They tried to they tried to put her in jail, and her parents came along, and they were supposed to sort of tell her the error of her ways. And they gave her the big thumbs up and said she was absolutely right. She should absolutely be championing women's rights and gave her the full backing. That is so My good. hero. That is so cool. Dora Thewlis. So That's a great I was, name as well, Dora Thewlis. Dora Thewlis. What a name. Surely, exactly. surely you've got a spare child you can name that. I should surely. have done, but I only found, literally I only found this out recently. But it's interesting though, isn't it? Because you know, the looking back into your past, for someone like you who seems so present and in the moment, it must be quite... Uh, it's sort of weird for you to be looking back and taking in the history when you're just trying to be in on the day what what's going on today what's yeah. happening there and yet you do that and you see someone like Dorothy Lewis and you're like that's me that's why this is you yeah, feel well, that it, in your blood it resonates doesn't it mm-hmm. it's, I think the thing is the more you look back into the past and get into the history the more you realise that history repeats itself and no matter how yeah. unique and how sort of how how we feel that we're living in the moment it's all just sort of repetition, whether that's farming methods, whether it's whether we're looking at food, countryside, environment, yeah. whether we're looking at family history. It's kind of like been there, done that. Or whether we're looking at Amazon purchase histories. You see things, yeah. things come round again. Uh, and as we uh, move into 2011... Is it more tractor books? No, it's not more tractor books. Actually, to be fair, there's some, there's some dog stuff, a shepherd's watch... Um, oh yeah that's, yeah, that's a book. Yeah, yeah, nice book. Um, and then we have got uh, oh, this is good. Heavy duty, um, extra large. I love these things. Uh, heavy duty, extra large. He- heavy what? duty, extra large. Oh, Amanda. Um, <laughs> extra large giant. Giant. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Right. I'm garden, gonna get my coat. Garden trolley. Garden trolley. Just garden a trolley. good old fashioned one of those bad boys. Just a massive kind of... It didn't last as long as it should have done. Disappointing. It wasn't as heavy duty as it, as it made out to be. Three stars on here, that's yeah, resonating exactly. I should Yeah, I should have read that review. Basically, it was kind of like... My idea was that I could transport wood and children in it. Mm. And for a little while it did work, but it just... it Literally, if you look at the wheels on it, it was, it was a bit of a rough ride, should we say. Oh, that- what were you more upset about? The wood falling out or the kids falling out? <laughs> They're both. <laughs> oh, hi loves. Hope you're enjoying today's episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster. As ever, don't forget we have a Patreon slash Patreon. I can never work it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash ToasterPod. If you want to get early access to next week's episode starring the fabulous journalist and writer Satnam Sangera, who had a lot of fun. And one of my favourite moments was this. You've got the ultimate Bill Withers collection and then you've got... What? You've got Ronan by Ronan Keating. You've got oh, Ronan Keating. Oh, Ronan. Oh, my God. Nothing wrong with a bit of Ronan Keating. Uh, that episode is available now at Patreon. 
patreon.com slash toasterpod. How does that go? Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash toasterpod. Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash toasterpod. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Look, here's a nice one. Life in the Hills. God, everything you're buying is so on message, Amanda. This is a joy. Uh, Life in the Hills. Um, this... Life in the Hills, and that was by Mar- Marie Hartley and Joan Ingleby, if I remember <coughs> rightly. Sorry, say that again. Marie Hartley and Joan Ingleby, Life in the Hills. No, it was by, it's a collection of photo essays by John and Eliza Forder. Oh, of course, do. Yes, that's one of the books. That's the people who wrote Hill Shepherd. Yes, okay. of course. Yes, that's the Life in the Hills. They did Life in the Hills and Hill Shepherd. Yeah, that, that's quite a beautiful book. It's like a coffee table style book. If I had a coffee table, it would be on it. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want for your books? Because you've done a few now, right? This latest one that's just come out. Pictures, yeah. Okay. They, they were actually part of my inspiration. Okay. A way back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm reading the Harriet books. That's all good. Oh, they're they're yes. a big hit. Yes. But it was a photographic book that I picked up that showed the life of um, Hill Shepherds. It was called Hill Shepherd. It was by John and Eliza Forder. Saw the pictures. And I sometimes say a picture can sort of speak a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just took me to another place. And that's what I suppose set me off on the journey. What I discovered was they did a few other books. So, I mean, I read the one on Hill Shepherd. Thank God I did, because they did another one on caving. I could have become oh, a caver. Oh, you could have been a caver. I could have been a caver. And to be honest, you know, you've got no plan. Could still happen. A bit claustrophobic, though. Oh, yeah. You know, and the minute someone said, like, Oof. you know, get under that, get down that sump, lass. Ugh. So, I, no one wants to go in a sump. No one wants to That's go in a sump. That's a bad sump. word, isn't it? A sump. It is a sump. Um, but you see, the thing is, I, I am really fortunate that, that I'm really privileged to have my own cave on the farm. And do you know what it's called? No. Not Wookie Hall. No. It's not Wookie Hall. It's not Cheddar Gorge or anything like that. Yeah. It's called Brian's Cave. <laughs> is it named after Brian? Yeah. To, uh, hang on. So where is this cave? Well, it's it's kind of a, it's in a rock face and it's kind of like got a little sideways kind of opening that the kids can get into and I have to squeeze in sideways. Mm. And you go in and you come into this big chamber and it's usually a huge spider there's like lots of dripping water and things that touch your hair oh. and and you sort of scurry along and then things start to get a bit tight and then you look up and you see this huge great chasm above you and lots of stalactite rocky kind of things and then you get the fear and come back out again. <laughs> What's the longest you've ever spent in Brian's cave? Like eight minutes, done. Yeah, that's probably probably about it. The last time yeah. I went in there, actually, there, there was a, a, a discarded can of special brew. 
Oh, no. Which kid? Exactly. I mean, Which is... kid left that in there? Yeah. you got to line them up against the wall. Right. I'm smelling all of your breath. Do the kids have the same thing that you've got in this kind of just get on with it sort of way? Are they all just yeah. on board? Let's just do this. Yeah, well, they have. Well, they've got I mean, no choice. I mean, yeah, they've got no choice. Exactly. But that's what they've always grown up with. Rang up this morning, checked in. One of them's got sports day. Ruben's got a driving lesson. And one of them hasn't gone to school. So I haven't discovered the reason for that yet. But I'll find out. Maybe connect the dots with the special brew. I don't want to suggest anything. There's <laughs> yeah, a phone call for later on. Um, all right. Oh, look, here we go. 2013, you've got a shovel. Have I got the shovel? It's the Draper 57567. It's an excellent shovel. It's the square mouth shovel. Yeah. Well, you've got two. Look, you've also got a Draper 89768 folding steel boot shovel. You've got multiple shovels. That you have to have multiple shovels. for the sheep. You can't go anywhere <laughs> without a shovel. You just always need a shovel. You do. Um, particularly when you set off going sort of like into civilization, always yeah. take a shovel because there is nothing worse than literally having to try and sort of clamber your way and dig through snow with your bare hands. Mm. That's you get bad. a lot of snow up there, is that? Loads of snow, oh. that, hence the shovel. Yeah, what yeah, time yeah, of year fine. did I buy the shovel? Uh, 20th of December. There you there go. It is. The it's forecast shovel came season. in. Right. The forecast. I'll be watching the forecast. It'll be. You see, they didn't do name storms then, did they? That, no. That's a new thing. Mm-hmm, but there mm-hmm. would have been a bad forecast coming in. I was like, right, I've got to get myself kitted up. I'm getting myself a shovel. And do you have to get like all the supplies in and stuff and, yeah. and sort of hanker down and get ready? Absolutely. What's the longest you've sort of been stranded up there for with no two of... two whole weeks? Wow. Absolutely. You see, the thing is, what happens? The snow will come. It blows it mm. and it covers everything. And then, you know, you do, you do I don't know, three or four days and everything's just fine. If you've got everything you need and everything's working, you've got electricity and you've got, and you're warm, it's all right. What about, what about the poor sheep? Who's going to cuddle them and keep them warm? Get them in. Uh, no, them in. well, you can't, you move them down, but actually they're totally fine. Really? That kind of weather isn't sort of the worst. Sheep despise cold, muddy, sideways rain. Okay. Frosty, frozen. Kind of, they're all right. They can handle that. They've got nice, 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 um, nice fleecy coat. They're yeah, all right with true. that. Okay. So what happens is you do a few days, you know, someone comes and digs you out. And then they come and dig you out, make a little channel, and you've got a little window of opportunity. And you get out, go to civilization, get a few bits and pieces, chocolate, mm. make sure you've got tea bags, whiskey, stuff like that. Then you come back in, and then the, the wind starts again. It just blows it on, covers it all back in again. Oh, my God, and that's it, and you're locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'd quite like that. I think it's cosy and idyllic. It is. And we've got his own skidoo. So oh, so on. so you're all right. Come on. Yeah, you can handle it. Is it actually as much fun as it sounds? Because that just sounds like you're just having a laugh. It just sounds oh. and like I say, do you know what? It can be the best fun. It can be honestly, it's it's like you versus nature. Mm. Yes. And it can be. I'm not gonna lie. If if you can at the end of the day go inside, turn the tap on and water comes out. Mm-hmm. And sort of have your own comforts. Yeah. Then, then it can be fun. You can get vital things. You can get your vital supplies on Amazon as well. You know, like you. Well, you the know, Amazon. Scoop, do you scuba know, diving goggles, um, Amazon those. van drivers. Yeah. I right. Look, them the good guys, and I always make sure when they turn up at the mm. farm because they've come all that way because yeah. the postcode lies. The postcode tells them they're actually going to Richmond, and that's like an hour away. Oh so they can God. be quite peeved by so the you, time they get to me. Do you ever think I better not just get one book? Because if they come all that way for one six ninety nine book, you're like, I bet, I bet there are a load well, of stuff. You, you feel guilty, don't you? Yes. You feel guilty on, on so many different levels. So what I do is when they get here, I'm like, 
like, do you want a cup of tea? Or when it's been hot during the summer, I've been like, come on, have a cold drink, have a Coca-Cola, have yeah. a scone, everything. Did they stop? Did they stop off for yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah, good. so because, because you know, I feel like they're doing such a good service for me. Be nice to your Amazon drivers, guys, especially if you are an hour away from your actual postcode. And the other thing God. is as well, exactly, an hour away from the actual postcode. And the other thing is as well, because of the nature of where we live, if he can't drop it off, I need this guy to be on my side. So true. Okay? Yeah. I don't want him to take it back to the depot. Do so you're me? not just being a nice person, you're also being tactical. That's that's fair. Well, this of course. The, the truth it's, of survival. It's in, right, truth, it's, in, it's in my best interest yeah. to look after him. Yeah. Because, you know, when he's bringing the shovel because there's a storm coming, I don't want him to take it back to the depot, do I? But this is you, isn't it? You've got your team. Exactly. You've got your team. And an Amazon driver is as big a part of the team as yes. anyone else. Exactly. You have bought loads of stuff for the kids, um, colouring books and costumes and all these things. Oh, you've got a Henry vacuum cleaner. That's good. Well, you'll fa- I think that's probably a repeat purchase because I am yeah. so bad with vacuum cleaners. You see, one, I can't stop hoovering. It's the instant way to make everything look better, even if it's untidy, if there's no bits. Yeah. But the problem is bits in the farm can be... Big bits, yeah, big and chunks. lots of bits, and even hot bits. So I have been known to sort of like hoover up round a fireplace, <laughs> and that's not good because it's kind of like it's kind of like right. you know you've got a small piece mm. of of sort of basically sort of like a, a red hot cinder, yeah. and you put a vacuum cleaner on it. Do you know what happens? Does it look like Henry smoking in the corner? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's a, it's a combination of air and a hot object. And literally, yeah. you'll sit there and you won't realise what it is and you'll sniff. And all of you see that, that basically Henry or Hetty is, is slowly... Slowly on fire from Amanda's inside. farm where Henry goes to die. Yeah, wow. exactly. And not only that, you also tend to hoover the yard as well. Because, mm. you, because everything inside and outside, they both kind of morph into one. So usually what's... Inside is outside and vice versa. So yeah. why stop at the doorstep? Just yeah, keep yeah, yeah. hoovering. Just people, hoover across the yard. People never hoover outside. I do. It's not a thing, but I think you're right. Outdoor hoovers. Outdoor hoovers. Because I hate a leaf blower. Those are the well, worst things that's the opposite. That's not a hoover, is it? No, exactly. That's like a blowy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a good idea. Are there outdoor hoovers? Do they exist as a product? They maybe have them in garages. Do you think they have them in garages? I'm sure they're the heavy duty version. But yeah. Um, that's where I kill vacuum cleaners. Okay, this is a weird one. Um, uh, you are a vacuum cleaner murderer. Uh, you've now bought a male slash female toilet sticker. That's a little. A little oh yeah, that that absolutely. I'm thinking about that. Yeah, that was for the for the toilets outside because basically more and more people started coming for afternoon teas and coming to the farm, and it became less acceptable for them all to have a pee at the back of the wall. Oh, I see. Right, so okay. you can't hoover put, that up. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. So can't hoover that up. So. Um, put up a, a little toilet block so that people could go to the loo. Okay, very All nice. Civilized, very good. Yeah, civilized. You're mm. keeping, you're taking civilization. Yeah. to those remote hills. Absolutely, that's what you're doing, Amanda. <laughs> that's what you're doing. We like to listen to toast, and we're not the kind who would boast. And even in spite of the host, we still like to listen to toast. La, la, la. Um, elsewhere in 2016, again, loads of stuff for the kids. Um, a boys' kids camouflage combat army uh, something. Let's see what that is very quickly. Um, oh, it's a pen and pencil case. Oh, there oh. you go. I thought I was wondering if it was some sort of pen knife or something like that, but no. No, that's Must nice. have been school time. 
It's also that you've got to look at this. You've got a big pile of pencils as well. Come on, kids. How hard is that then when you've got the farmyard and you've got the the sort of paradise for kids for them to go out and do what they want to do, you mm-hmm. know, and you're trying to get them inside to do schoolwork? That must be... That well, you can, must be what hard. you can do is like sort of amalgamate the two. Okay. It was about that time, I remember, that the kids... I always used to stress it because during the summer it would always go the same. Kids would go feral. Mm. So they'd literally come back from school, dump school uniform anywhere, and no one would even think about looking for it or emptying a sandwich box until basically <laughs> the night before school started again. Yes, yes, no one yeah. had done any work or put any effort in or thought whatsoever. I hadn't bought any new school uniforms, nothing like that. And every year it would be the same. I would beat myself up because they would always, when they went back to school in that first week, they'd always have to write do some sort of writing about what they did in the summer holidays. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. always like, <gasps> competitive ter- parent time. And I could never compete because we'd always do the same thing. It'd be like, make hay, the sun's shining, mm. shear the sheep, you know, swim, ride, do things that that basically didn't involve going anywhere or even leaving the farm. I mean, it sounds idyllic. It sounds like you, your well, kids Well, I win. thought it was, but yes, you know, is. when you start comparing with other people. But, uh. but once we had the pandemic and COVID, they changed it because no one was going anywhere. So they were like, right, okay, kids, we want you not to write an essay. We want you to make some out of nature. Oh, well, hello. I was like, that'll do. This is my year. <laughs> this is my year. Look at all the things I've got on the doorstep. None of it involves Amazon and fuzzy felt or anything like that or Lego. Mm. You've got feathers, you've got flowers, you've got all these sort of materials to make something out of nature. Yeah. Do you know what they actually made? What did they make? A pencil case out of a dead stoat. <laughs> and do you know what? It even had an integrated pencil sharpener. Please tell me it was what end of the stoat. <laughs> exactly. Now that wow. that is the kind of thing that you get from being in countryside. You see. Did they? So they found a dead stoat. Did they t- t- took all yeah, the innards yeah, yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you get a call from the headmaster? Can you come in, please, Mrs. Owen? <laughs> we need to talk to you. <laughs> no, it's a country school. It's country style. They, they're used to that. They're used to that sort of thing. They made a pencil case out of a dead stone. Yeah, and I, th- I, you know, I think that's. I mean, honestly, they, that's the kind the of thing that is. Breathe. I mean, you've heard right. You've heard of moleskins, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. What, yes. Are, what are moleskins? Moleskins are those diaries, little books people write in. Oh, that's, you see, that shows it's from London. Yeah, that's me. That's my that's, zone that's too. That's a brand. Right. Okay. There's moleskin. You wear moleskins, don't you? It's kind of like it's like a, like a sort of velvety kind of a material. Right. Okay. But if you go back in time, yeah. guess what? It's it actually, actually made from the skin moleskin. of a mole. So we had this big thing whereby it was like, how did they even skin a mole? Because they're they're like really really tough. They've got this lovely sort of. If you have a dead mole, it's got a really lovely sort of velvety skin, but mm. but but you can't skin them. So the kids discovered that you could actually blow them up with an airline, and that worked. How would you do that? Put it, put it under the skin and then just put the pressure on and it blows up. Wow. So like Skills. pumping up a, a bike yeah. tyre, mm-hmm. but with a mole. Yeah. And well, how many moles did they did they blow up? I don't know how many they did, but it was for a little while it was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see, some people buy those pumps that you get, uh, you buy them on Amazon and, mm. you know, it's like a rocket and it goes firing into the air. But those 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 kids, are, <laughs> they don't realise what they're missing out on. They're not seeing exploding moles. <laughs> So so far we've got we've got <laughs> dead stoats, uh, dead moles, dead Henry Hoovers. I know. Seems to be a bit of a theme going this on here, doesn't it? This is the truth of country living, guys. Stay in the city. That's what I say. Um, all right. Let's see what else uh, we have got here. We have got on your Amazon purchases. Oh look, the ukulele chord dictionary, August twenty eighteen. Now, Amanda, mm, the kids went through a real ukulele kind of 
ukulele banjo kind of stage. So were so, you musical then? Well, I I desperately wanted to be, but right. I wanted to be on with the cello. I wanted to be there. Jacqueline Dupre, all angsty, yeah. sawing away at this thing. But my mother said no, because the cello was going to make holes in the carpet because it's got a spike on the bottom. Okay. Okay. So instead, she made me play the French horn. Oh. I can't imagine you were a very easy kid to uh, tell what to do. No. I had I had my I had my own way of thinking. I, I really didn't like that French horn. In fact, I I dumped it. It was when they said that I was gonna have to go to Huddersfield Town Hall mm. and take the French horn and I couldn't carry it. And you know those shopping trolleys that I think actually have become a bit fashionable again. But at that point it was kind of like an elderly aunt thing that they all had a shopping trolley that had like a tartan bag on it. Yes. And totally. Yeah, and this sort of contraption was constructed out of one of those that I could take <sighs> the French horn on the bus. But for me that was like as a teenager that just was not what I was wanting. Did, so did you grow up you grew up in Huddersfield? Mm. In, in a town or in the yeah, countryside? In a town. In a semi, in a town, what? in the middle of suburbia. What? And uh you are anything but suburban. I know. Amanda Owen. I know. God, that's fascinating. Okay. Well, that's what happens though, isn't it? You look out, you're in, in the suburbs or, you know, yeah. in your semi, you're looking out into the hills and the whole time you're thinking, that please, that. That's the place that drew me. Okay. All right. I, I um, did try going the other way, but but that was the place that sort of had it for me, you know? Mm, that was the one. Mm. That was the one. Um, all right. You talked uh, about lockdown, uh, 2020, of course. Um, I mean, it must have been, you know, not a bad place to be in lockdown, right? Well... Not, I suppose it was like isolation on isolation because, of mm. course, the visitors didn't come back and you didn't realise how much you missed them. So the visitors are, are just, are they walkers who walk mm. through your farm yeah. all the time? And that's an important thing for you. You like Massively that? important. It's important business-wise, but it's important on on every single level because it's conversation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We like talking to people. Yeah. You know, so, so that all just dried up and it all stopped. So, yeah. so that's weird. Uh, the so way you're saying it, the way you're saying it in that way, I'm wondering what on earth is on that list. What on earth did I order to keep me amused? <laughs> you're, so, you're still <laughs> suspicious of what I might find on here. Oh, I see. Hemp oil drops. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, yeah. All right. All right. There you go. No, no, no. It's not because there's anything in my hand that I'm looking at as I hold mm. your phone um, in this weird violation of your privacy at all. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm really interested in the idea that you are. People will be imagining you have this idyll where you're isolated and you, that's mm. what you like. And yet, actually, it sounds incredibly sociable and incredibly busy. It's and, the opposite. Right. Far it's, busier than someone living in the city. It's the fact. opposite. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, fine. All right. So that was uh, lockdown. And let's now go to your last few orders. Let's see what you've got out for delivery at the moment, shall we? Uh, I don't think I've got anything out for delivery. Yeah, you've got one thing out for delivery. Esther, it's going to arrive between 2.15 and 5.15 today, depending on how far away that uh, postcode is oh, from the actual no. house. Purchased on the 29th of September, 2022. What did I order? Oh, it's very oh nice. I know what I ordered. It's exciting. Oh, I like no, this. No, I'm looking. Now, I see that you know what I ordered. I ordered. Go on. It's very nice. Because I've come down here to see you, mm-hmm. I became very aware of the fact that I looked quite windswept. Right. Tousled would be the polite version. <laughs> or you could even say drag through an edge backwards. <laughs> so I actually did. Buy myself a pillowcase. You did. I bought myself a, a silk pillowcase. It's a silk so, pillowcase. Oh, luxury! It sounds like luxury, but actually, there is method in my madness. Apparently, it stops you having bed head. Do you remember you used to play with them troll dolls, mm. which looked like they'd been rubbed? Yeah, Russell Brand, basically. Yeah, styling. Just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. my hair. <laughs> That's my hair. And when I come to London, everyone looks so immaculate and well groomed. Mm. 
Most mm. people do. Some people do. Well, some people can can look like I do, but in an ironic way, and still look good off it. But mm. I just look, I just look windswept and scruffy, and like I belong back on my hill end. So I thought silk cushion could be could be the answer, but it ain't come yet, has it? So where's arriving today? <laughs> It'll be there waiting for you when you get back. Your hair looks magnificent, Amanda. There's nothing to worry about with your hair. Um, but I love that. Uh, I love that thing of the silk. Because presumably there's less static, I guess, with silk, right? So it's all a bit smoother. Apparently, I, yeah, I mean, look, that. look at how many ratings. Look oh, at how many so ratings. There's loads of ratings. It's that people were like, "This has been the answer to my to me waking up with bedhead." Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Sorry, I'm just looking at um, ad delivery instructions. Don't go to the postcode. Is the one thing I'm thinking of uh, popping in there. <laughs> no, it's it's got incredible reviews. It's, yeah, exactly. I thought seven thousand it... reviews, almost all five stars. Guys, silk pillowcases. The lessons people are learning from this podcast today, Amanda. I don't think they've learned. Anything. Take a spade. Whatsoever. Always right. carry a spade. Always carry a spade. Okay. Get a silk pillowcase and your silk, hair's going to look si- amazing. Yeah, spades and silk pillowcases. I think I think good bedding is a sign of tremendous luxury. And that's, I guess, what you've got to do. If you're living out in the wilds, you want to have those little things that make life cosy and warm and comforting and practical. comfortable. Practical. And practical as well. It's become nice. to the forefront, though, hasn't it? With everything that's going on, you know, people are sort of turning back to that, aren't they? Looking at... Back to basics. Yes. Home comforts. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And there's nothing more comfortable than a thirteen ninety nine silk pillowcase. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'll let you know on that one when it arrives, okay? <laughs> if you could, that'd be great. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me on My Mate Bottle Toaster. This has been absolutely fascinating. Um, your new book is out now, I think I'm right in saying, is mm-hmm. it? Yes. It is. I mean, it's probably to... available on... Amazon. You could probably get it on the Amazon, guys. Probably get it on Amazon, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, and what can we look forward to in the new book? Is it just more of your life on more the farm? More of. Oh, look, you've been, you've been handed. I've been handed a, a been copy. Handed a copy. Uh, celebrating the seasons. Celebra- it's all about the seasons. It's all about, actually, in a way, a little bit about what we've been talking to, about the sublime. It goes from the sublime to the ridiculous. Yeah. It's full of, of recipes, stuff, characters, people. It's, it's a hug in a book. It's and fantastic. don't we need one of those? And your hair looks very good on the front of it as well. I'm sure I'm being photoshopped. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, that's the sheep <laughs> I'm looking at. Look at you holding that lamb. It's beautiful. Uh, Celebrating the Seasons by the fabulous Amanda Owen, the Yorkshire Shepherdess, is out now. Amanda, thank you for joining me on My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been an absolute delight. It's my mate Amanda Owen on My Mate Bought a Toaster. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you will shortly be able to get next week's episode with Satnam Sangera early ad free and help to support the podcast for as little as three pounds a month over at patreon.com slash toasterpod if you don't get a chance to do that give us a rate and a review it really really helps if you don't get a chance to do that don't forget to subscribe because satnam sangera uh the new episode will be out next wednesday until then take care all the best kind regards thanks for coming find us on twitter and instagram is the main way trying to jam It's simple like a sunny filled with cheese and ham At Toaster Butter, Toaster Butter, Toaster Butter I swear it's not a scam, I think Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work, shopify.com slash work.